0: Seems like the Beavers had the dice roll their ways down in Vegas today. A 30-3 win over the Florida Gators. I I think I could have come up with a better Vegas pun than that, Uh, but... What a performance by the Beavers, the third 10-win season in program history, 30-3 over the three-time national champion Gators. TJ Matthewson and Garrett Dorschek with you in our KEJO studios for one final time in the 2022 season. For those of you listening on the stream, appreciate you tuning back in. Again, we did not have the streaming rights to today's game, so we did not have the stream on for the game. Got a couple texts regarding the that but as you hear it switch back over that means it's time for the sherwin-williams beaver Post Game in show on 1240 joe radio a couple texts came in during the game but nothing uh nothing really out of the ordinary so we look forward to your texts and calls 541-497-5356 on the downward dog phone line and the university honda text line there's a lot of ways to approach and look at what happened today Florida obviously wasn't at full power. You could pretty much tell by just watching it. Jack Miller looked terrible, I thought. I was expecting Jack Miller to play a lot better. When I'm sort of looking at this game in the pre, uh the pregame show, and I said, you know, watch out for Florida, right? Again, they're still really talented. They still have a lot of blue-chip players on their roster, including their quarterback. But their quarterback, frankly, looked like he hadn't played a snap all year because he he hadn't and that's what he looked like out on the field and that first series really I mean Ryan Cooper Jr. almost had a pick six on I think the third play of the game and you could just watch the Beaver defense like even though Florida's got these four-star five-star players on offense the Beavers looked faster and they were hitting harder and it just continued and continued and continued and the Gators had really nothing 1.2 yards per carry 1.2. 1.2. Florida had the fifth best rushing offense in college football this year. Five and a half yards a carry as a team. And Oregon State held them to 1.2. 1.2 yards a carry. That's an insane number. Complete effort through the air and on the ground for Oregon State, keeping up with the rushing attack, even with Damian Martinez out. 164 yards on the ground, 353 total, 190 of those through the air. Ben wins the MVP of the game. I wrote down the name of the championship trophy. Um, the, no, I didn't. No, the trophy to the team is the Ross T. Raylan Cotter trophy. That's what the Beavers got, and that's what will probably go in the Valley Football Center. It's a nice trophy. I think you should display that. It's bejeweled. looks great. But that's what the Beavers are going to hang up. I forget the name of Ben Golbrands' MVP trophy. But Ben was good today. And I think Doug Jim said it well when they named Ben the MVP. It's like, well, when you have so many players playing well on defense and you really can't decide who to choose as the MVP, you choose the quarterback. <laughs> ben did a good job today and he got the MVP award. Good job, Ben. Um and the Beavers, a 30 to 3 win, the biggest win for a Pac-12 school over an SEC school since Oregon beat Tennessee 59 to 14 in 2013. And it was a game after the third quarter, the first drive of the third quarter seemed like it was in hand. I mean, Florida just didn't have it. They really didn't. Let's go to the phone lines now. Tyler is up first. He's texting in, wondering when we're on. It was a little harder to track with no stream, but we are on now, and Tyler's on with us. Tyler, good evening.
1: Good evening. I just got back from the uh, game. It takes a while to get from one side of Vegas to the other, although it's... Still fairly fast. So I wasn't sure like how much time I had before you guys came on. But
0: you had plenty of time. We were just sitting around waiting.
1: All right. So uh, anyway, I think uh, my overall thoughts on the game are: it's just kind of like a vintage Beaver game. It's sort of like they just pretty much followed the uh, blueprint they have all year. It's like the offense did enough to win without uh, screwing over the defense for the most part, and I think the uh, and the defense is obviously what stood out today, even though they were playing, admittedly, a Florida team with one hand time, but they're hiding their back, but nobody really cares about that. So I thought it, overall it was just a really good, complete effort.
0: Yeah, it really was. See, I, I like to start the show with sort of uh, just some sort of opinion or, or something, but, you know, it was such like a nonchalant win because you're right, I mean, the beavers in really every phase of the game were better than florida they they were, which makes this game you know a little bit blander to talk about uh when we get here on the show.
1: There are two things I think need to be addressed. One is obviously the quarterback now, I think Billbrandson has been doing a fine job for what he has. He has intangibles as far as game management as far as knowing when not when not uh. Not to try and risk it. Let's see. I think him and Chance were kind of like opposite. In fact, Chance had all the tangibles, and Go Branson has all the intangibles. The trick is to find a quarterback that has both of them. Maybe he'll, like, level up in the offseason. I don't know. And the other thing, this this didn't come back to bite them, but there was, like, the uh, drive right before the end of the half, the clock management on that was just, Atrocious, especially when they left one timeout in their pocket.
0: Yeah, especially Ben nearly running out the clock.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's happened a couple of times during the course of the season, and I'd like to see some somebody start um, working on that. I'm not working on that, I'm worried we might have another Riley situation on our hands if this takes too long. Um, there was one thing I noticed during the game that was rather interesting regarding the defense. And uh, I don't know if you saw Nick Dash's tweet about it, but after the first quarter, Florida had 91 yards. Until, like, the fourth quarter, when it started to become, like, garbage time, they had seven yards in the the middle two quarters.
0: Sounds about right (laughs) for how the game looked.
1: Yeah, and uh, just uh, one comment. I have never seen... Something more cowardly than what Florida did at the end of the game, just like kicking a field goal instead of trying to, like, <laughs> like, like, like bust the defense. That just seems like really cowardly to me.
0: To be fair, Tyler, they did make it from a five-score game to a four-score game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, at the same time, what do you expect from an SEC team?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You'd hear all about it so, if they uh, won, and nothing about it if they lose.
1: Yeah. The bull game the bull game itself, uh, itself I think was uh, really fun. It's in a nice venue and there's definitely plenty to do. It's way better than it was the last time I was here in two thousand and nine. The stadium's indoors so it's not like a wind chill of eighteen degrees and our punter isn't like putting minus eighteen yards uh, on punts. That did actually happen by the way. Yeah. But uh yeah, the uh, game, the opponent, everything like been improved quite a bit from uh, last time.
0: I don't doubt it. It is one of the premier bowls now, as it should be whenever you uh, host an event in Vegas. Mm-hmm. What, anything else, Tyler? Yeah.
2: Uh, I'll just
0: leave
1: you guys with this. It just meant more.
0: It did just mean more. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Appreciate the call. <laughs> All right, good to hear from Tyler. You know, if any of our listeners wants to go uh, listen go to a Florida postgame call-in show, I'm curious. Can anyone go to a Florida postgame call-in show if you have time and report back. I'm curious to see what the reaction was. I saw some on Twitter. There's a there's this Twitter account on uh, on Twitter, right? Uh, I forget what it's called. I sent it in a group chat because I was laughing about it. I think it's called Message Board Geniuses. So if anybody else on has a Twitter account and follows message board geniuses on Twitter. They always like posting from the different, uh, probably usually rivals in 24 seven, both usually have message boards on their sites and they'll go team by team based on how well a team's doing and just the reactions on this. And there's an entire thread on this Florida game, entire thread of responses on this Florida game And I think it's hilarious. So based on these reactions, I challenge anybody, if they have the time and are willing to put up with it, please go find the Florida Postgame call-in show and listen to about 10 minutes of it and report back because I'm very curious of what it would be. Let's go to Andy next on the Downward Dog phone line. Andy, good evening.
3: Oh, good evening, TJ. It feels incredible. 10-win season, the pinnacle, we did it. Um, you know, that's the thing all year. I've been trying to give a little bit of perspective to Beaver fans and reminding where we came from, um, how great it is to be bowl eligible, how great it is to be at seven, eight, nine wins. And, uh, now reaching 10, it's just, it's just great. Feels good. Just bask in it. Beaver nation. Enjoy it. Um, you know, I do believe that there are greater things on the horizon with this crew, which is crazy to say, but 10 wins. I mean, for this program, for this school, that should be, you know, the, the standard that you're aiming for, that you're hoping for. Um, only a third time ever. So I just want people to uh, – sorry, I got a little physical altercation here. I'm moving through the <laughs> through the crowd. Um, yeah, just want people to take time to uh, understand that, appreciate it, enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, excited for what's ahead. But, I mean, we've got to stop and pause on the 10 wins second thing because i want to hit it before i forget about it i would like people to tune into the uh florida postgame show for a different reason mm-hmm. um i want to drive your numbers down because i'm worried you're going to jump into the portal
0: <laughs> uh, i appreciate the uh yeah. the thought andy um uh, you know certain nil packages i'd be able to negotiate
3: <laughs> well i know and that's what i'm thinking i'm like is, are we going to lose teams in the portal i mean because Washington got Penix to come back, and you got to believe that's five to ten million. I mean, he was on the verge of being a first-round pick. so I'm like, are we going to lose you to KJR, Seattle Sports? What's going to happen?
0: If someone offers me five to ten million dollars, I'll be anchored in the seat next year.
3: <laughs> no, no, well, they're not going to give you his his package, DJ. He's got a golden arm. I'm sorry.
4: Oh, he okay. You got
3: the golden boot.
4: I'll settle for got one the
3: golden boot. And and a pretty solid voice, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I, that's that's where my mind is going. I'm just it's turned into trying to retain your talent, and I'm hoping the the uh, damn collective can can throw you a
0: bone. Well, I hope they're listening. We can uh, we can negotiate. <laughs> I'm o- I'm always open for negotiation. I appreciate that thought, Andy. It means a lot.
3: Well, yeah, of course. You do a great job, TJ. It's been an awesome two years. Hope you do stick around a little, and uh, you know. Don't take it too hard if I give you poor reviews on the Mariners podcast. It's, you know, no hard feelings. Just I just want you to stick around.
0: Oh, okay. Well, honest reviews are good. That's the only way we get better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and then just just a couple
3: of other things. Um, I think, you know, uh, Jim mentioned on the, on the free game show, but um, I thought Ben played really well tonight, but uh, he was saying how, you know, he was asked, are they a quarterback away? And he kind of chuckled and said, well, yeah. I mean, from the goals that we have, yes, um, I think Ben can improve over the off season. But um, you know, I think you're one guy who can consistently make the the big throws. Not not just keep you in it, not just manage the game, run the offense, but can make the you know two or three um, you know field tilting throws a game um, to have you take that next step and be playing for a Pac-12 championship. So hopefully, something does happen uh, for the better in the portal, bring someone in to compete with, you know, Bill Branson and Tiles and all those guys. I think you could have a pretty pretty competitive room um, going into uh, next spring. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And then last thing, love the Vegas Bowl because it's a real bowl game where they paint their end zones. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike that fake L.A. Bowl, I hate bowl games where they do generic end
0: zones. That's a huge beef of mine. It was slightly generic, but you're right. At least they did paint the colors of the teams because they still put Vegas in the end zone. But it was team-themed.
3: It was team-themed. It had the little little stars and the glitz and glam of Vegas. I mean, I flipped over to the, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl just like last year, and it just says Los Angeles in, like, Times New Roman white <laughs> font on a green end zone. Like, no, no I'm, I'm good on that.
0: Oh, so, that, that's just, funny.
3: <laughs> just, just wanted to point that out and uh, again say thanks for a great year, CJ. Thanks to all the, all the usual callers out there that make this show awesome. And uh, I just even though uh, you know it was, a, it was a tough week, I just want to say uh, shout out Mike Leach, the Pirate three swing your Sword. And go beast.
0: Thank you, Andy. Always good stuff from you. Always good to hear from Andy over in Mitchell. Still don't know if I'll ever make it to Mitchell in my life, but Andy can experience it for me. What was I going to say? I'm thinking about it. Okay, so uh, about uh, a little bit about the quarterback. So you know, we talked about this in the pregame show as well. Ben can absolutely get better next year, but here's the fact of this conference next year, and we say win the Pac-12, because that is the next step. As Andy says, there are still greater things for this program to achieve, and that is winning the Pac-12. Okay, so if you're winning the Pac-12, here are the two quarterbacks that are already confirmed to return to the conference next year that you're going to have to face. Michael Penix and Caleb Williams, who will probably be two of the top four Heisman candidates. Does this current quarterback room match up? No, I don't think so. Even if your roster's great, I still don't know if it's enough. And the, the outcomes this year showed it. Because while you were in both those games against USC and Washington this year, those two quarterbacks on their last drives of the game marched down the field and took the lead on your defense. When you need your guy to make a play, they did in those two games this year. And it just it just shows you, right? And if Ben comes out and he lights the world on fire next year, then all the credit to Ben, and I will I will you know I will credit Ben as much as he possibly earned for how well he plays next year. But the the game manager game managership that we're seeing from the Oregon State quarterback position to take that next step, what we're talking about, not just another ten and three season, that next step, always keep going up. That requires a quarterback. Uh, Let's take a break. Roscoe's on the line. We'll get to Roscoe after this timeout here on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call-in show if you want to text or call in. The number is 541-497-5356 on 1240 Joe Radio.
5: Bish's RV is all about school spirit. There's just one small problem. We can't use the school names or the mascots. We thought bleeping would work, but go d**ks and go bers might not send the right message. But no matter what, Bishes will be there for every pre-game, tailgate, post-game, after-party, and everything in between. So here's to another epic season for the green and yellow ducks and the black and orange b**kers. Bishes RV, where memories
4: begin. Experience traditional Thai recipes with a sprinkle of new world creativity at Thai Express. When you treat your taste buds right, good things happen. Don't be shy, give them a Thai. Thai Express, locally and veteran owned in Albany, just off I-5 in the old Yaquina restaurant location and in Corvallis on 9th Street behind Little Caesars. It's same, same, but different.
6: Hey, Beaver Nation, this is Mike Parker. I want to talk about my experience at the Barbers in Corvallis. Rachel at the Barbers has been cutting what hair I have for many years. Not only do I get a great haircut, but also a hot leather neck shave, a shampoo and scalp massage, a soothing neck and shoulder massage, free popcorn and soda, a TV at every station to watch all the games. Discover for yourself why over 2,000 guys a month go to the Barbers. Check them out on 9th Street in Corvallis. The Barbers, where I go and guys go for great cuts.
0: Back here on the Beaver postgame call-in show, 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson and Garrett Dworczyk here with you in our KEJO studios. Uh, Tyler, with a uh, request, if we could play back any of Mike's calls from today. Learfield usually uploads the highlights on Sunday from Mike's calls. There's, they're always in this nice folder online that we can access. But I don't have them right now. So, Tyler, unfortunately, I cannot do that. Unless someone wants to go dig and find for me, uh, find them for me. Uh, and then a couple of notes here. Andy texted this in as well as Tyler. Montana State did lose today, so Oregon State cannot claim an FCS National Championship, unfortunately. Uh, Fresno State 29-6 to over Washington State as well. A couple of notes from Oregon State's non-conference schedule. Thank you for that, Tyler. Okay, let's go to Roscoe here on the Downward Dog phone line. Roscoe, good evening.
3: What a game, what a season, D.J., I tell
0: you. Oh, 100%.
3: Since I've been a big grown-up, this is the best season in a long, long time. Win the Civil War, win a real bowl game, I
7: mean, wow. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, against, uh, you know, you can, this is the first win for Oregon State against an active SEC opponent. That is something.
3: it's just incredible. I'm, I'm kind of stumbling for words. It's, I actually went and watched this one at my dad's house. I usually just listen them on the radio.
2: That's but, awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, that was
3: something. We uh, we did
0: it. It's an awesome bonding moment.
3: And it was nice to see actual referees that don't have white canes and guide dogs.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think they were Pac-12 refs, so that's probably why. Uh,
3: the head guy was from the SEC, they said.
0: Oh, okay. Well, the best conference gets the best referees, then.
3: And apparently, this morning, you guys mentioned that the, the, the replay ref was a famous author. I'd never heard of him. I don't I've read his books. But yeah, pretty dang cool. Pretty dang cool.
4: Yep. Yep.
3: Well, I almost wet myself when they put out in. <laughs>
0: yeah, but he let a scoring drive.
3: Yeah, he did. I was, He didn't get intercepted. He didn't fumble, so...
0: He he led a scoring drive and got the last snap of the game, final snap yeah, of his collegiate career. Cool. A pretty sweet moment. Cool. So, right.
3: by all you know, the way coach plays it, we should definitely let Goldberg Branson be starting next year with this new kid coming in. I mean, what is he, Superman? I, I don't, I can't even think of his name. Aiden Childs. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I'm the I, the new quarterback recruit. Yeah, Aiden yeah. Childs. Yeah, that's him. And where is he from? Uh, he's from Downey, California. So he's a high school kid. He is, indeed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, well I think, I Roscoe, I think they're going, they're going to look in the portal. At least look. I don't know if they'll get anyone, but they are going to look, and I think they should.
3: Well, this was certainly good for recruiting today, a national game mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, a real win. What can we say?
0: A real win, national television, 10-win season. Hey, look at us. Come join the party. I think that's a good statement.
3: And it should have been a 12-win season
0: at least. A hundred percent. I think so, too. Got anything else, Roscoe?
3: Nope. What a a great day.
0: Yeah, what a great day indeed. Thank you, Roscoe. Thank you for the call in. Always appreciate it. All right, let's go to Ryan here on the Downward Dog phone line. If you want to contribute, 541-497-5356. Downward Dog phone line, University Honda text line. Ryan, good evening.
8: Oh, sorry, C.J., I'm yawning from that game we just watched. What <laughs> happened?
0: I almost took a nap during it, too, when I was up at 5 a.m. this morning.
8: Oh, up much earlier than me. But, um, I mean, I think it's a good thing to say that for once in our lives, it feels like we had a commanding win over a team that's not a pushover, in my opinion.
0: No, not definitely not a pushover. Again, Like – Florida was a middling SEC team this year. But if you listen to the first, I don't know, Ryan, how closely you paid attention to the telecast, but in the first half, I mean, they, they spent most of their time talking about Florida and how, you know, the, how, what SEC speed meant. But Florida was not the faster or better team out there at all today.
8: No. I mean, it, it's clear that we have the better talent, um, even with players they might have been without today. You know, I'll give credit to them for that. Uh, it, it's obvious that we have the better players. Um, one thing I will give Florida credit for is that they didn't bite on a ton of our kind of trickery misdirection. I mean, the play where um, Coletto was under center and they snapped it to Ben on, through Coletto's legs, I think he was wanting to throw that, and Florida did not bite. Um, it, it worked, but not in the way we wanted it to, so credit to them for that. Right, right,
0: yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah.
8: Um, but something I found interesting that uh, they were talking to Jonathan at the end of the game um, and they were talking about Jack Coletto and he said he's excited to see him play on Sunday Um, so I mean it's cool to hear that Jonathan's confident he's got a spot in the NFL Um, I think personally it'll be a little bit of an uphill battle for him Mm -hmm. I don't think that he is incapable of doing it um, but he's going to have to find his niche and find his place somewhere on the team if he actually wants to play in the NFL, in my opinion. But what do I know? I Nothing. think. I
0: mean, I think he could be as a fullback. I think that's what he would try and go as some sort of blocking aspect of an offense. So, I, if I were to guess, that would be it.
8: Yeah, and maybe he'll be a special teams hero. I mean, that you too. Could make your living being a special teams player. 100%. Uh, and I can see him doing that. Uh, it is from what I know about him. He works hard and wants to be better. So, like I could see him doing that for sure.
0: Yeah, he won't be at the combine. That I know. Unfortunately, he'd be fun to watch the combine, but he won't get a, he won't get that chance. But I, you know, he he said he's going to train for the NFL. He's a smart kid. Even if the NFL doesn't work out for him, he's you know we talked to him about his degree and his in his preparation and all the things he thinks about. He he is a smart kid. He's gonna he's gonna be well off.
8: Yeah, no doubt. Um, I did want to mention the um, kind of receiving room today was a little bit different than we might've expected with Gould out and Trishon not playing or God knows why. Um, But I think Bolden um, really showed himself today Mm -hmm. as um, kind of the leader of this receiving room. I mean, at least today, um, but I think it could be um, a competition come next year. I know I've, We've seen Jeremiah Noga a couple times this year, and he's kind of showed some good stuff. So interesting to see what, what that'll look like next year.
0: Yeah, so the way I look at the receiving room next year, I honestly think Gould and Silas Bolden as a pair is actually pretty good. I really like what they have to offer uh, as a receiving doing Silas, like... He's a smaller guy in terms of receivers, but he plays a lot bigger than he is, which I really like. And then Gould has that speed that is, you know, it's pretty elite speed that he shows off on special teams, and he also shows it, you know, when he's receiver as well. So, um, and I'll, for, I don't know if you mentioned him, uh, John Dunmore. I thought looked really good today. He had what six catches? I think. Let me let me look here. Uh, home, uh, yeah, John Moore, Dunmore, five catches, forty-two yards. I, I like that as well.
8: Yeah, me too. The only thing I didn't like was that one time when he had a first down and decided to run backwards. Yeah, so me, he, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure what he was doing. Uh, <laughs> now, I mean, I, I can't say I would have uh, ran into the teeth of the defense either, so I understand. But, yeah, it, we've, there's some potential there, and I'm excited to see what, what happens. Uh, I think, as as I would call it, um, Bolden is the dookie king. He dookies on the, the defense so I'm calling the Dookie King, Superman Dookie.
0: I like that. You should, uh, like send him a DM and tell him that, uh, that he should put that on his bio page.
8: I might, and you know what? He might do it just because it's original. But, um, the last thing I have is, uh, I, yeah, Jonathan said he was looking forward to hearing or to seeing, uh, Jack Coletto on Sundays. And, uh, much like Andy at the top of the show, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing you on Sunday's, TJ. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you know, if I ever make it that far, um, man, that that would be awesome. But I got, I got a long way to go to get to that, but it means a lot, Ryan. I appreciate that.
8: Of course. It's been an absolute pleasure calling you this year. And if we get the chance next year, I will be back on the line.
0: Sounds good, Ryan. Always appreciate the call. All right, good to hear from Ryan. Let's take another break. We'll get to Cedric out of the break. The uh, texts are coming in too, so we'll get to some of the texts next segment as well. Sherwin-Williams Beaver Post Game in show on 1240 Joe Radio and KEJOAM.com nationwide, wherever you might be listening to. Hey, you could be sitting at a casino right now listening to us, maybe getting ready to go watch the Golden Knights. Uh, they're playing tonight. I know some people were going to stay for those going out on Monday. I know John said he was going to think about going to that Golden Knights game. I've heard that's a lot of fun. They're at T-Mobile Arena right next to Allegiant Stadium. So if you're doing that and listening, you know, call in and, and tell me what it's like. Tell me, uh, are you up? Are you down? What are we playing? Uh, are you hitting on blackjack? You hitting the dealer show in five? What, what are you doing? Okay. Well, if you're doing that, just let me know. Uh, 541-497-5356. The Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line. Uh, on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver Postgame Call-In Show, 1240 Joe Radio.
4: PacWest Wealth Partners, an advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with their digital tools and regular meetings. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. See PacWest Wealth Partners with offices in Corvallis, Albany, Salem, and Bend, members FINRA and SIPC.
5: Bish's RV is all about school spirit. There's just one small problem. We can't use the school names or the mascots. We thought bleeping would work, but go d**ks and go bers might not send the right message. But no matter what, Bish's will be there for every pregame tailgate, postgame after party, and everything in between. So here's to another epic season for the green and yellow ds and the black and orange dicks. Suspicious RV, where memories begin. Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic,
9: we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. Our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at Horesco Dot .com. Heresco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you.
0: We're going to get a lot closer to the women's basketball game here tonight on Joe pregame with Ron Callen in Maui. Who doesn't Maui sound nice right now? Uh, I think it was 25 degrees when I woke up this morning to come here for the tailgate show. Uh, I could imagine it's a lot warmer in Maui. Pre-game about 40 minutes from now right here on Joe. Depending on how long the show goes, we will not go past 530. That is for certain because, well, basketball does have some wonderful paid sponsors that we would like to highlight. And the women uh, playing tonight, so that'll be good to hear. Let's get to a couple texts before we get to the phone lines. And Cedric, who's up first on the Downward Dog phone line. Uh, Let's see. Texter here. Uh do we have a name on here? I don't see a name. Okay. The texture does say though, haven't seen a beaver defense this good since uh the 2000 season. Um some names I don't recognize, probably because they're from 2000. Jonathan Smith and Trent Bray building something special in our great coaches. What a great season. And have Dave say uh, in conclusion, "I love when ESPN went to the Gator fans and they had their heads down and hands on their face." Thank you for that text. That was great. Let's see. Oh, that's lame. Five four one number had um, went to the Florida Gators post game show and said they were signing off as soon as they tuned in. Right when we were starting. What? Uh. Well, if they upload the podcast texter, and if anyone to do it, just like podcast is even better because you can just comb through it quick and you don't have to wait for a commercial. You can just skip right to the calls. If there's any chance someone wants to do that, I would I would love to hear that. <laughs> Text or call in 541-497-5356. Andy uh, texting in just what I noted before. Can't claim the FCS National Championship since Montana State lost. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Everett and Kaiser texting in. Good win. Thank you, Everett. Uh, Do we have a name on this text? I don't think so, but have to give Florida credit for some of those early hits. Yeah, they did hit pretty hard. Uh, And then the other one up, ESPN summing up the game, telling Gator Nation to be patient and that the team is a work in progress. And Gator Nation will not be happy to hear that. Standards are different (laughs) in these places. That's for sure. If... Billy Napier doesn't win more than like eight games next year. I mean, they would probably want him fired, which is impatient, but that's the nature of the nature of the conference. Alex from Grant's Pass, thanks for a great season of the call in shows, and let's do it again next year. Who knows? Maybe a rose Bowl. Doesn't sound uh doesn't sound too bad to me, Alex. Thanks for that text. Okay. Let's go to Cedric on the downward dog. Phone line. Cedric, good evening.
7: Good evening, CJ. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing?
7: I'm doing good. I don't get to call that often, but I do try to listen regularly. So good job with the uh, post-game call-in show. I really appreciate you Uh, listening in. Yeah. Um, A few points. A caller earlier was talking about um, the Florida coach going for the field goal. Um, I actually thought that that was a good call. As a coach, you want to make sure if you have the opportunity to keep that long of a streak going, you do it. No one's Just like no one's going to remember – Florida's, you know, the players that didn't play, no one's going to remember that, you know, he kicked that field goal at the end of the game. They're just going to know that their streak continued. So I I don't blame the coach at all. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well,
0: that's a good perspective. I uh, mean, I joked that it was a
7: five-score game to a four-score game,
0: but I guess both logics work.
7: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the positive side of that is, um, based on Florida's stats, they had caused a turnover every game this year. And I think they were ranked pretty high in turnover margin uh, nationally. Um, we broke that streak today with the game. So that's a positive that we can take away. Well, that's good. We did not commit a turnover. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, and I, don't far, even, the, the, I think no. the better thing, Cedric, is that I don't even know if there are many turnover-worthy plays, to be honest. Right. Which right. I think is more important. Well,
7: well, this is where I will give um, the Beavers credit and Florida safety number twenty-two. I think his name was Torrance. That guy was bringing the wood.
8: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he um, was.
7: And yet, you know, we held on to the ball. Uh, that guy was hitting hard, and so were a number of other Florida players. But we held on to the ball. So, um, great job by both teams on that. Yeah, as far that was- as the as far as the MVP goes, um, I personally could have gone with Fenwick, Bolden, or Kyrie Fisher. I thought all three of them deserved it. I probably would have gone with Fisher. I'm, I tend to be a defensive guy, and I think the defense deserved the shutout. So for them to have gotten an MVP player on that side of the ball, I think that would have rewarded their effort. But yeah. I, of course, don't get a vote.
0: The, thanks for bringing up uh, Fenwick. I didn't realize he's over 100 yards. That's, a pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Um, exactly
0: yeah, yeah. I, again I, I thought again i thought jim put it pretty well jim wilson that that since the defense was so good across the board it's like they almost cancel each other out but in terms of the offense yeah i mean silas and uh, and and deshaun probably would have been my two on offense
7: yeah um two other quick points uh if you could tell me who are the quarterbacks that you're hearing that oregon state is interested in in the portal and I, uh, the last thing What did you think about the Florida quarterback? Um, My understanding is Florida's got a couple of five-stars coming in, one this year and one next year. Um, What would you think about him?
0: Jack Miller? Well, uh, I I would hope under a full full fall camp and integration into the Beaver offense, I think he'd look a lot better than he did today. I thought he looked like a guy who hadn't taken a snap all year, to be honest. He looked a little rusty out there. So, uh, you know... It's kind of hard for Jack Miller. He's been a backup at Ohio State. He was a backup at Florida State. Uh, Florida State at Florida. Got hurt a little bit, so kind of throws him out of a rhythm a little bit and not like a really full, healthy, uh, and legitimate chance to start. So that would be, you know, interesting. He hasn't put his name in the portal. I don't know if he will. Maybe he'll start next year because they currently don't have a guy – who has experience to start next year. I believe their backup today was a walk-on. So he could right. still start there next year, and I think by then he would be draft eligible and he could go off. So he could entirely uh, decide to stay. But if he were to go in the portal, he is a, a West Coast guy. He's from Arizona, West Coast. I guess you could call that West Coast. Um, yeah. And then in terms of guys they're targeting, I mean, I really have no no idea. There's like seven guys that, from what I can see here that they've actually like shown interest in, and they range all over the place. I mean, apparently they've talked, uh, they've shown interest in, and DJ Uyangalale from Clemson, uh Drew Pine, the guy from Notre Dame, um, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina, and Keaton Slovis from Pitt. So, I mean, th- those names are, like, all over the place, right? And there's a there's a pretty solid chance the Beavers don't get any of those four. So, right. yeah, you don't know. And th- the thing that I think is the most important in what was brought up this year is that, you know, if the Beavers really do want that guy, as much as people hate the concept of this, they might, they're going to have to pay for him. And that's up to right. the boosters and the collectives to do that.
7: Well, I was thinking of Miller because I'm not sure you would have to pay for him, particularly if, you know, the coaches let him know that, you know, they're going a different direction next year. Right. And the other kid that I was looking at was the Western Kentucky quarterback um what's his name Kevin I I don't remember unfortunately it escapes me right now um but he is in the portal and he's he's got some strong stats he's moved around a lot and he gives us that one year transition so he's not going to be a guy that's you know coming in for multiple years and you know hopefully that gets our quarterback um ready to go the following year
0: I'll look him up I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a live update as I find him.
7: That sounds good. All right, perfect. Sorry I didn't, I didn't look up his name. Oh, I, you're good. I forget now, but uh, yeah, that's where he's from, Western Kentucky. All Got right. a, long, a lot of playing time.
0: All right, I'll give him a peek. Thank yeah. you for the call, Cedric. Appreciate it.
7: Thank you. All, All right. right.
0: Good to hear from Cedric. Darius Ocean, I think. Cedric, text in, Darius Ocean. Is that who I'm looking at? That's who I'm looking at right now from Western Kentucky in the portal former two-star recruit, Darius Ocean. Cedric, Darius Ocean. Okay, Dan is on the line. Let's go to Dan here on the Downward Dog phone line. Dan, good evening.
10: Yeah, hi there, sir. I just want to say, you know, I, I love this. I'm a big fan of college football. and On vacations we even go back east to the big venues and, you know, take tours. And back there, you have kids that once become – Say a buckeye at a young age, or a, a gator at a young age. We will not have that out here in in Oregon, uh, and in Corvallis, of course. K E J O Corvallis. Develop.
0: No, you're good. Sorry, we had something fire off that wasn't supposed to. Go ahead.
10: Oh, sorry, sorry, but yeah, you, you you don't you don't have in Corvallis, you don't have that pull that the kids want to be a beaver. So we have coaches that like to develop. And that's the key thing. And and you have developing coaches you can't you can't hold a team up on a pedestal every year. You know, some next year might be a little lower. They might is you know, they have to have that family venue that they they get. And Oregon State's great with a family family base,
0: right? And that's what you sell to a recruit. And I guess yep. un- unfortunately yep. for your like growing up to be a Gator, growing up to be a Buckeye. I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't yeah. like a great. It's not a great football recruiting state, so it's kind of. No. I don't know. Like, it, it just like you recruit in state to an extent, but you don't yeah. compete recruiting yeah. only in state with those yep. guys who grow up to be a
10: beaver. Well, it's just, just like a USC. majority of USC players are almost always from California. They you don't. Know? Right. And they get the, the cream of the crop. And then we would go and pick up some directors that we developed so well. And the coaches that has developed have been very successful. We've had some coaches that haven't been very well on the, on a developmental stage, right? But to get to the quarterback, I get so and I don't think it's so much the quarterback as the offensive coordinator. And you mentioned it with the two team games we lost, we left enough time on the clock for the other team just to march down the field. Where a lot of times, if we're in the same boat, we try a forty-five yard shot and it doesn't work. Do you think sometimes we push it too? F- too fast down the field instead of, you know, 10, 15-yard dink. Passes to get
0: there. Well, I think it's really operating for what the offense does well. They don't, Mm
10: -hmm. because
0: they don't really have possession receivers. We talk about like the need for a bigger receiving group. Those are like, you know, the possession guys for the 10 to 15 yard stuff. But when you have Silas Bolden and Anthony Gould as your two primary receivers next year, smaller guys Mm -hmm. who rely on their speed a little bit more, it's better for them to be running past guys opposed to be, you know, uh, taking big hits over the middle.
10: The the lovely shot about that though is and just go back to two thousand. If everybody's still up on that, is we had a good tight end crew. Yeah, we yeah. have a good crew right now and good depth that can take some of that that pressure away. Also, if they can utilize them.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and but yeah, we and so. we saw that at points with Jack Velling, and he was really yep, nice yep, to yep, see this year.
10: Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have a have a good crew. And in, in past years we haven't had a good tight end. It's been more of a blocking. Or an H-back versus a tight end. Right. I think we have a true downfield tight ends in in quite a few of them right now.
0: It would have been really fun to see Luke Musgrave alongside Mm -hmm. the emergence of Jack Velling. That was like the the opportunity for college teams to have two, you know, potentially pro tight ends in an offense at the same time is very rare. Mm -hmm. And we we missed out on that opportunity potentially.
10: Yeah. You know, this year we had a great freshman running back. Luckily for him, he should inherit a good running or good line next year. When we had Quiz, Quiz had his freshman year, and then it kind of dropped down his sophomore and junior seasons because we didn't have the the, the line was in the rebuilding stage. So I'm hoping with our younger line with the size, we'll be able to keep it up next year as well.
0: Right, I think so too. Yeah, as long as Jim Hall checks yeah. here, I think they'll uh, they'll be in good yep. hands with
10: that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate talking to you, sir.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the call-in. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks for calling in. Dan, I don't think we've da- talked to Dan before here on the post-game call-in show. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Dan, appreciate the call, though. Good conversation. Let's take our last break. That legal ID fired off without me noticing. I did not think we would be on this late. <laughs> and it fired off without me without me seeing it. Andy, keeping me in check, are we listening to 1240 KEGO? Yes, we are, Andy. We've got about half the legal in. Oregon State women's basketball coming up at about 5.30. We'll probably sign off before then, unless we get a couple calls here in this break. 541-497-5356, Downward Dog phone line, University Honda text line, right here on 1240 Joe Radio.
6: This is Mike Parker for Even Flow Plumbing, your trusted award winning plumber for the Mid Valley. Even Flow specializes in complete plumbing and drain cleaning solutions for residential and commercial jobs. They treat your home like it's their home, and their flat rate pricing means no surprises at the end of the job. Even Flow takes pride in doing the job right the first time. Just call 541 738 8853 for all your plumbing needs. When you need a pro, go with the flow. Even Flow Plumbing. Drive in, walk in, bike in.
7: You can even fly in. We don't care how you get here. Just come on in to Wilson Motors and experience a better way to buy a car. Our goal at Wilson Motors Ford is to exceed your expectations every time. And we're always ready to match prices. Wilson Motors Ford, 5th and Buchanan in Corvallis, Oregon. Online at WilsonMotorsOnline.net. Wilson Motors Ford, doing great things since 1940. Experience the Wilson Way difference.
6: Is your heating unit past its prime or in need of service? Middleton Heating is the Willamette Valley's choice for furnace installation and service. Solving customers heating needs with a 100% satisfaction guarantee since 1949. Get your heating system ready for the cold winter months. Middleton Heating, serving Lynn Benton and Lincoln Counties. Take a look at the beautiful showroom of inserts and freestanding gas stoves located at 6th and Washington in Corvallis. Call Middleton Heating to take advantage of energy rebates and tax credits. Find them online at middletonheating.net. In 1960 the Oregon State Beavers football team played Michigan in the Rose Bowl. That same year, two friends from high school named Abby and Bob decided to open a pizza park. Nearly 60 years later, OSU and Abby's Legendary Pizza continue to put smiles on faces across the region. With quality ingredients and toppings to the edge, a giant Abby's pizza is so big that it can feed up to six Beaver fans. And their clean, comfortable parlors are the perfect place to celebrate after a big game. Family-owned Abby's and OSU Legendary Tradition. Here on the
0: Beaver postgame call-in show, 1240 Joe Radio, brought to you all season long. Appreciate Sherwin-Williams for hopping along the sponsorship for this 2022 football season. We'll get to Ty here in a second on the Downward Dog. Phone line, got some text to catch up on. First off, just want to shout out Andy and Mitchell for tagging me in this tweet. I mentioned message board geniuses on Twitter earlier. If you haven't done it, they've posted a lot of good Florida content today uh, from the message boards of the Florida Gators. The reactions are quite uh, rational to this game, <laughs> if you want to go take a look at it. Uh, message Board geniuses on Twitter. So he tagged me in this tweet where they already found a GoFundMe for Billy Napier's buyout after year one. Uh, it's $35 million. So if anyone wants to contribute to that, you know where to find it uh, on GoFundMe. Let's get to some text as we uh, wind down here this edition of the Sherwin-Williams-Beaver postgame Game Colin show. Didn't have a whole lot of tight end play today. Only thing we were missing. Yeah, I noticed that too. Did a tight end even get a catch? Uh, let's see. Did they? Uh, did, did Kanoa Shannon? Uh, no, that's rushing, receiving. Oh, Val- Jack did get two catches. Okay, never mind. But yeah, not nah, not an emphasis today. To be honest, though, I thought Silas Bolden took it, went over the middle like a tight end and took some hits and did a good job of that. Tyler texting in, okay at the Rose Bowl, but the I'd be okay with the Rose Bowl. The only way to go there, now is if they get in the college football playoff next year. Uh, Well, Tyler, I think you would take that, wouldn't you? I think everyone here would take that, I think, right? College football playoff, that sounds pretty good. That's a good monetary boost to the university. Let's see, Mark and Tigard, uh texting in. is using this a lot right now, and yes, the Ducks have one too, but it's more like a whole set of encyclopedias on the bookshelf. It is the SEC Book of Excuses. That's a good find. Thank you, Mark. Okay, got to click out of this. Oh, because it was open. Another saying. That's funny. Thank you, Mark. That's really funny. Let's see. ESPN Gainesville. Da, 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 da. Don't believe they were taking phone calls on their post game. Just one guy, probably Steve Russell. Likely a podcast of the Florida broadcast won't be up until later tomorrow. <clears throat> it's unfortunate. No real reactions. We only get the real reactions here on 1240 Joe Radio. Andy, are we listening to 1240 KJO? Yes, we are, Andy. Thank you. Uh, Darius Ocean is not real. There's no way. Sounds like someone I created in a video game when I was 12 on uh, NCAA 14. You know, I thought that when I saw it at first, Andy, but that's his name. Darius Ocean. Think about that. On the In Corvallis, Oregon, the ocean leads the offense down the field. Doesn't that sound nice? Dave and Sandy texting in. Great job this year, uh, Bees, and TJ with your work on the shows. Thank you, Dave. Always appreciate it. Always appreciate your texts throughout the week. Let's see. Merrill texting in some transfer portal priority. 1A quarterback, 1B kicker. Me and you are on the same page, Merrill. Get one of these wins increase. Thank you for that text, Merrill. Let's see here. Check out, uh, check this out on the Florida Sports app. Oregon Ducks beat them. Ha <laughs> ha. Paul Rents. Okay. Florida floundered. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I love how close, atten- pay- close attention these outlets pay to the Beavers. Florida football. Let me read this first sentence from uh, GatorsWire.usaToday.com. Florida football floundered in the 2022 edition of the Las Vegas Bowl against the Oregon State. Ducks who pummeled the Gators to the tune of a 30 to 3 defeat and near that's nearly snapped the orange and blue's nation leading scoring streak. I mean, there's a beaver on the helmets. Goodness gracious. Ryan texting in. Forgot my parents are listening to me on the call-in show. Shout-out to mom and dad. Shout-out to Ryan's mom and dad listening. Thank you guys all for listening here on the Beaver Post Game call-in show. All right, let's go to Ty here on the Downward Dog. Phone line, Ty, good evening.
11: Hello, how are we doing?
0: I'm doing good. How are
11: you doing? Oh, Doing good. I am celebrating tonight. What a game. You know, it's crazy. I, I remember years ago, I was so convinced. Gary Anderson was the answer. Gary Anderson was going to
2: get us to the big
11: wins. I was so bought in. And unfortunately, things didn't work out that way. You know, when Jonathan Smith got the job, I was kind of, you know, I feel the way Gary Anderson left it. And, you know, I was thinking maybe that's just, a, it's going to be a coach's graveyard. You know, it's going to be a dying program. They're going to have to go to the Mountain West. But so with Jonathan Smith coming in, I just I knew he was going to be able to do something. Did I think it would be this quick? This fast and this good? Not at all. I mean, what a turnaround. He's just just so brilliant about how he's approached this program and what he has done, you know. It's crazy because I remember Gary Anderson coming in, chasing off a lot of players, and almost every other week was a a player transferring. And I kind of thought, well, that's just how it is. But, you know, when Smith came in, you didn't see a whole lot of that, especially with the players left over from Gary Anderson. Not a lot of them really left. And it just really just it, it turned around. I think more than most ex- expected. I mean, I'm just so shocked that this guy could come in here and prove the whole world wrong. Like, yes, you can win in if It's been done, and I can do it all again. You know, I'm really glad for the hire, and I'm really glad for the program. This has been a tremendous season. I, you know, remember in 2012 when. Uh, Mike Riley had the team at the top of their game and they choked the uh, Alamo Bowl against Texas there, and, you know, and that was the last time we really saw a good season for a while. And to see that we have a good team again, but it doesn't choke when it really needs to, that the, he won the important game. The players won when it needed to win. It did not choke at the worst time. Well, I mean, man, I'm just all, I'm just, Starting to run out of words
0: now. <laughs> well, that's good. That means uh, that means Jonathan uh, Jonathan did a good job. And I don't know how how you specifically viewed Mike Riley, but just a lot more of a sense it feels like of sustainability here.
11: You know, I I kind of I liked Mike Riley a lot. I think he did great. He proved too that you can win at Carvela. They were always going to a bowl game. It wasn't always the throws. Bowl. They were so close a few years there, like. Mike Riley had a great program going. It's just, I not you know, I don't know if he was burned out. I don't know if there was just a change. Uh, if the new ways of football was changing around him and he just couldn't change his ways. You know, I remember towards the end there when things were kind of struggling for better or less terms. And it really felt like he was burned out. It felt like the players were burned out and it was when he left, I thought maybe it was just a divorce that needed to happen between Mike Riley and the program and, You know, like I I already said, I was so convinced Gary Anderson was going to do that for us. And I didn't realize until Gary Anderson showed up. I didn't realize how good, you know, Mike Riley was legitimately good during his prime years.
1: He really was. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And and I think these seasons from Jonathan, what I've really realized, it just makes it like really, it really sort of enlightens me how much all, all you Beaver fans hate Gary Anderson.
11: I hate the strong word. Hey, dislike, I, mean, I dislike what he was,
0: did to the program. I Yeah, it was
11: just, it was kind of weird. It just seemed like everything, it was just kind of felt like, yes, yeah, in a way you can feel hate because you felt, I felt way like it was just kind of a big con artist job happened to be done. Maybe that's a strong word to use. You know, you were so, sold, this guy sold you so well, and to produce what he produced just didn't go over well, and, you know, and he, the way he kind of just up and left, maybe it ended up being a good for the better, and, you know, maybe that was a generous thing for him to do. But, yeah, I definitely got a very – it was kind of a fool's of gold. But I really wish he would have done well when he left afterwards and it looked like it just hasn't for him. And maybe head coaching was just – I don't know. Maybe, like, coaches can be like people there's some years where you're just in the prime of your life things are going great in your life and there's years where you're just falling apart and nothing can go right in your life. You know, but coaches are human too, you know, and they just things they make choices things happen and mistakes happen and you just got to move on. Well, I just take the moment to reflect, you know, because it was, that's just kind of how I felt. I was so full on this guy with the answer and maybe a little bit more skeptical at Jonathan because I thought he was maybe a little too young, maybe too soon, but now I'm glad I'm, I've been proven wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I, I I don't think you can say anything else but a plus for uh, for Jonathan's hire. Uh, Got anything else, Ty?
11: No, I think that's it. I mean, going forward, you know, I, am nervous. You know, because I—that's probably maybe I'm living in the past a little too much. I I worry, like I always worry about. Oh man, you have such a great year next year could be better, and it ends up being a a choke of a year. But that's its going to be a good test on Jonathan because that is a very common thing to do. You look at Cincinnati this year, they kind of they did really good they fell back what they've seen this morning they lost but you know last year they, they were one game away from getting to that championship and everybody said oh next year they're going to be in the championship I promise and mm-hmm. you know it's going to be a big test on Johnson. do you are you too hungover from the magic good year or does it get better the next year or do you maybe meet in the middle and hey you're back at a good ball game and you know it's the best you can do I mean it's going to be a
8: good test that's that's all I
0: have. Right, it will be it will be a good test. And yeah, I think it's a little bit different scenario. Cincinnati lost a lot of really high end talent last year. The, the Beavers are losing some high end talent, but maybe not to the extent of Cincinnati. But I appreciate that comparison, Ty. That's a good thought. Thanks for calling in. All right, good to hear from Ty. Let's go to Sam, running out of time a little bit here on the uh, Sherwin Williams Beaver postgame calling show. Got about fourteen, uh, thirteen minutes left. So let's go to Sam here on the downward dog phone line. Sam, good evening.
2: Good evening. All I can say is 10-3, in the words of Jackie Gleason, how sweet it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so, um, just in terms of just the win, um, they, the Beavers have just stuck to what Coach Smith um, established when he first got hired. Um, I could go on and comment some, on some comments from the previous uh Caller in terms of the previous coach, but I'll <laughs> I will limit those. Uh, but I, it's basically a deal where when uh, Coach Fitz got hired at his first news conference, he uh, told he told the folks who were present, "This is my dream job, in my dream city, and my dream school." So that was um, those were his words. Then his emphasis was, at that time was he said uh, the program will have a. Um, a low ego, high output approach, and you know that's evidence in the way how the how the culture has been established over the past five years. In terms of just uh, you have players who have bought in, um, in terms of just not you know looking for individual accolades, but doing what needs to be done to to for the betterment of the team, and um, that showed. As the team has progressed over the last five years, bringing it up to this year, where we've gotten it into a ten-win season, you know, three losses in schools, we, you know, were close in beating, especially USC. You know, that was a uh, we that was that was an interesting one to lose because I have a uh, an individual that I'm connected with who's a big USC fan, mm-hmm. and you know, we had them on the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, against Washington, you know, just to be aware, you know, we probably didn't take advantage of a couple of opportunities, but, you know, that last Oregon game, you know, that was an amazing thing to watch, just to watch, uh, from halftime down 31-10 to beat them 38-34. to I don't know whether you've seen a picture that was out, uh, several weeks ago, um, at the top was uh, Coach Lanning with uh, his headset headset head on with a smile on his face, and in the second level was a kid with the uh, with the Beaver orange hats, you know, just going out of his mind with the score thirty eight to thirty four. So <laughs> it's um, just some amazing things to to watch quarterback wise, you know. It's um, it's a deal where you, if you go through the portal, it's like with every player that the coach recruits, they've got to buy into the whole idea of what it means to be part of the program here at Oregon State and to see if they'll fit in in, at, fit in within Corvallis.
4: Mm-hmm. They're
2: not going to have the club scene. They're not going to have the nightclubs or the, or the nightlife to go to. So they just got to understand, you know, you're going to be, pretty much there, going to school, doing the right thing, studying, and um, playing football. So, that's um, that's what it comes down to. If you can find those players that will continue to fit, fit in within that, that mindset and that culture, you're going to have some great teams down the line. So And, and the stability of the coaching staff, that's going to be a key deal, because Coach Smith has, had, has not had many changes over the last five years. So. Which is a rarity nowadays. Oh, it's, it, especially with this NIL situation, you know. Um, I won't be real comment. Once you get into the uh, into the portal, you say goodbye to your scholarship that you got. And so you're uh, you're kind of in in the portal, and you know it's like your um, your Joe Beaver Show intro with the guys talking about the portal mm-hmm. you know you become kind of in that you know mystery you know outland as far as trying to figure out what you're going to do right
0: so, it is a mystery land
2: so yeah it is so just gotta, it's about finding the right players that'll fit in Corvallis
0: and I think Jonathan's done exactly that and I think it's worked out nicely
2: yeah so we will continue to, we're we're now into the 2023 season as of tonight, so just, uh, you know, enjoy the celebration that we've had with this, with this bowl game, and especially beating the Duckies. you know, uh, they don't, they just don't, they, uh, I've seen some comments from the Duckies, you know, calling the Florida win kind of a, uh, a misnomer, they haven't played their bowl game yet, so.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that'll be something to keep an eye on uh, after Christmas for uh, for that outcome. You got anything else, Sam?
2: Nope, that's it. Good job, TJ. Keep uh, keep going with what you're doing. I've been hearing comments, you know, on the show from various, you know, and in talking with your you know, just seeing you're you're your navigating this uh, this post post game show well. So
0: appreciate it, Sam. Thanks for calling in. All right, good to hear from Sam there on the Downward Dog phone line. Let's get to some texts. I think that'll be the last call unless someone wants to sneak in here. We have about seven minutes before Ron Callen's on the air. Uh, Oregon State in Nevada tonight, I believe. It's Nevada, right? I'm double-checking the schedule. Um, yes, it is Nevada tonight in Maui right here on Joe Radio. I thought we were going to be off the air well before now, but we honestly might just carry it up to 530 and – Um, As we see a call coming in here, might carry it up to uh, 530 and, and bring Ron in directly here on 1240 Joe Radio uh i don't think i can uh let's see t- i don't think uh no uh already read that text from jeff there's a youtube um youtube link but i don't have time to watch that kathy is called in we'll get to kathy here in a second uh tyler texts in again we're in vegas is this darius ocean character related at all to danny i've n- <laughs> i don't know thank you tyler for that though uh merrill wants to know starting quarterback at asu next year i don't know hopefully a transfer i don't really think the guys they have are Trenton Borgay is a nice story, but I think Kenny's probably got bigger plans than, uh, than Trenton Borgay, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe he'd be a one-year placeholder if he gets a nice quarterback recruit. The uh, Ohio State kid, who's was the number one player next year's class, decommitted from there today. I saw that it might be Nebraska, but hey, you never know. He's from Chandler, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. Andy texting in, Gary Anderson literally told John Canzano it won't matter who they hire regarding the Oregon State job. Yep. Uh, and to follow that up, uh, Ryan texted in right after, uh, I think it was Ty. Was it Ty or who was. Uh, yeah, it was Ty, said that hate is a strong word for Gary Anderson. And then Ryan Dexon says, no, we do hate Gary Anderson. Don't be fooled. So <laughs> there we go, Ty. Ryan hates Gary Anderson, so he likes the uh, he likes the strong wordage there. Thank you for that text, Ryan. Perry from Montana. Wow, from Montana. Thank you for listening, Perry. Really appreciate it. Smith is, is close to two coaches who left OSU for the NFL and uh, regretted it. I don't believe he will leave OSU. I don't think he will. I know someone is going to give him an offer that will blow his doors off. It's just the question of if he really wants to stay here that bad. Because someone will if he keeps winning, it's going to happen. Someone's going to offer him eight million dollars to coach somewhere. We'll just have to see what Jonathan decides. Let's go to Kathy. We got five minutes left here on the uh, Sherwin Williams Beaver Post Game Colin Show. Kathy, good evening.
9: Hey, are you talking to me? Yes. Oh no, Stephanie. Oh, <laughs> you Stephanie, me, Kathy. that's fine. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry.
0: We got we got mixed up.
9: That's okay. Hey, I'm calling from Ohio and I just wanted to give a shout out to all the Beaver fans that were there tonight. I would have been there if my son didn't have cancer. I didn't feel like I could get away, but I just love seeing the crowd. And I wanted to say, I'm from Eugene. My whole family went to the U of O, and I offered to get my little brother tickets to the Holiday Bowl. And he said, no, Ducks fan is going to show up to that. And that is a joke, <laughs> bowl game. And I was like, you know what, Beaver fans? They say we have a hard time recruiting, but we do not have a hard time training those players once they get there. And I just was really impressed with how much Beaver Nation showed up to um Vegas and I think hate is might be the appropriate word for Gary Anderson
0: <laughs> yeah uh, I, j- I I don't understand the reasoning for I'm I would rather stay in Eugene than San Diego for uh for uh around New Year's I, I don't understand that but you I guess your family's that different
9: that's the thing I was like it's two hours go to the freaking holiday bowl. I was gonna buy him tickets for Christmas present but he's like nobody's going to that
0: two hours 70 right. degrees in the beach It doesn't sound terrible.
9: So, anyway, I love your show. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me on, and go B.
0: Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate the call in. Uh, Stephanie calling in for the second time. All the way from Ohio, we are reaching uh, far and wide. Thank you for the – thankful for the stream, uh, the stream that we didn't carry the game on today because the rights did not allow us to do so. But, tailgate show and – Sherwin-Williams, Beaver postgame call-in show are both ours, so we can do what, our want, what we want with the stream. I'm going to mute my mic for a second because I need to hear something and make sure we're all set up for Ron Callen to go on here in three minutes and, or two minutes and 40 seconds. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Just had to make sure the feed was coming through that we're good uh, for Ron Callen. We'll carry it up to the to the bottom of the hour here on the Sherwin-Williams, Beaver postgame call-in show. We won't have time for any more calls, but like to thank Garrett and Dale for helping out uh, on these late nights occasionally. Not too late tonight. It looks late outside, but occasionally these late nights they help out on the phone lines a lot and make my job a lot easier here on the Collin Show. So we really appreciate it. Appreciate Sherwin Williams for sponsoring this Collin Show um, to put in the title sponsor on it. Means we're doing doing something right, and we really appreciate Sherwin Williams for stay, sticking with us for all thirteen games this year on the. Beaver postgame call-in show. And then lastly, I would like to thank all the listeners because you guys are fantastic and help make this show that much more entertaining. I thought we might get Dave uh, to call in here tonight, but he must be in Vegas. And Dave, if you're in Vegas and you listen back to this on a podcast on the way back, I hope you end up positive uh, there down in Vegas. The only thing with this bowl is if you're going to go travel there, it's like some of us are rational people. Some of us aren't rational people. And I just got to say, like, I, I would probably, I wouldn't gamble too much. But I walk past the roulette table. It's so easy to play roulette. And I just walk past and do that. But regardless, Dave, if you're down there, hopefully you're, uh, hopefully you haven't uh, done, hopefully you've, you've been positive there. Uh, in the casinos because they uh, they are known to uh, to treat poorly. Tyler says thanks. Jeff says thanks. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning in as we got about a minute left here. So we'll just uh, we'll monitor that and then we'll go to Maui and Ron Callen who's enjoying the sun. I saw he posted on Twitter uh, today. He was getting some shaved ice on the beach. It looked magnificent. That was great. So again, thanks to Garrett. Thanks to Dale. Thanks to the listeners that. Uh, make this all possible. Thanks, John, for letting me uh, letting me do this. This is uh, fantastic, and I hope John uh, gets home safe. To- no, he flies out tomorrow morning, so he honestly might be at a Golden Knights game tonight. So that'll be fun. The Beavers and the Nevada Wolf Pack from Maui coming up here in 20 seconds on the Sherwin Williams Beaver Post Game in Show. One last time for the 2022 season. All right, here on 1240 Joe Radio. Yeah.
6: Welcome. Welcome. Glad you can make it now. 1240 Joe Radio.
1: K-E-J-O Corvallis. Albany. Loving it. Joe. This
6: is 1240
1: Joe
0: Radio.